Hello, mummers. Today on the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast, we are talking all about feminine energy. Enjoy. Hey, mama, I'm sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes. It's time for you to guide you through. Let's take some time for you. It's pregnancy with Physio Laura. Hello, mamas, and welcome back to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast. I am so excited to kick off a new podcast series. This is a topic and theme that has been hot on my heart in my personal and mothering life at the moment, and it is all about feminine energy and nourishing the feminine. So I'm so excited to bring to you the Nourish the Feminine podcast series with the amazing Julie Tenner. If you do not know about her, you need to go and follow her. She is on Instagram at julietenner.love. And she is an author, speaker, facilitator, intuitive body worker, coach, and a mother of four on top of all of that. So she guides individuals and modern couples in exploring the intricacies of intimacy and complexities of connection to revolutionize the way that they love. Now, Julie popped onto my radar from loads of different avenues, and I'm so glad she's in my sphere now because the way she speaks about feminine energy, nourishing the mother, helping women be seen and be heard and step into their power in motherhood, feel sexy, feel liberated, feel powerful. It's just so beautiful. Every time I speak to her, I just feel all flowy and beautiful and great. And I'm so excited to bring this podcast series to you. So this is a four-part podcast series. Today, we're talking all about feminine energy. In episode two, we're going to be talking about feeling unseen and undesirable in motherhood and all of the universal motherhood struggles that Julie sees women coming to her for. And they're very common and very manageable, very easy to get back on top of. So she gives us really good strategies for that. In episode three, we're talking all about relationships and spark and libido and our sex life and how we can get that spark back again with our partner, particularly after birth. And then in episode four, we do a really cool listener Q&A where you guys all submitted your questions. So we cover topics like libido after birth, feeling sexy in pregnancy and motherhood, loving your postpartum body, exploring new ways of being intimate, changing the narrative around how you have sex and changing overall the quote unquote sex menu, particularly after birth. So we cover so many amazing topics. If you want to consume this whole podcast all at once, Remember, I upload these all at the start of the series inside my online membership, The Pregnancy Posse. So if you want to binge listen and watch all of these, go inside my Pregnancy Posse membership. It's all up straight away. You don't have to wait for it to be released. You can find out more at thepregnancyposse.com and you can trial the program for seven days. That is where I live. If you ever want to ask me questions about pregnancy, if you want to do weekly workouts, improve your pelvic floor strength, manage all those aches and pains, obviously that's going to help you step into your feminine flow and feel like an absolute legend. You can definitely go check me out there. Now, I also wanted to note two things before we start this interview. Julie does start the interview by this, but I know I've had people message me in the past Whenever I speak about feminine and masculine energies, it seems to be um, misinterpreted sometimes. So just remember, we are not talking about gender when we talk about this. And Julie speaks about it, but I just want to remind you, if you do feel a little bit um, uneasy about the terms feminine and masculine, they're not speaking about gender. They're talking about energy. So this doesn't just apply to heterosexual relationships. This applies to 
all sorts of relationships. It's not about just man and woman. This is just talking about energy and it doesn't have to be feminine mask if that's not what you associate it with. It can be giving and receiving and all the other words that Julie uses. So I just wanted to say that in case you listen and you think, oh, I don't really vibe with that because that's not what she's saying. It's not at all about gender. It is about energy. So please don't let that put you off how you listen to this podcast. And the second thing is, unfortunately, we had a little bit of an audio error on my end. So I really do apologize if it's a bit jumpy when I'm talking. I'm so sorry. Technology just had its way with me on this day. So please Please forgive me and I promise next episode, next podcast series, that will be a little bit smoother. But yes, anyway, let's get into it. Julie Tenner is amazing. I love her so much. And let's chat all today about feminine energy. Enjoy. Okay. Welcome to the podcast, Julie. I am so pumped to have you here. Like I said to you just before, I genuinely had butterflies, which I haven't had in a long time. And I think it's because you are like the walking, talking version of a big, warm human hug. I love everything you're about. And I know that my listeners are just going to get so much juicy wisdom out of this conversation. So thank you so much for joining me. I'm so grateful. Thank you so much for opening up your arms and your space and having me here. It's a real pleasure. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're on my like list of inspirational women that I want to be like when I'm older. So <laughs> four kids, boss babe, like spiritual woo-woo. You've got it all. I so admire it. <laughs> And I just know <laughs> what you preach. I'm just laughing. <laughs> Such a good summary. <laughs> yeah, you resonate with that? Yeah. What you preach, I think, is so important. And I know that the women in my audience that listen to this podcast, from what they've wrote, wrote in for this interview as well, like I just know that the wisdom you share is so needed. So where I wanted to start today is kind of like the basis, I think, and from your beautiful book, Flowers and Honey, which everyone should definitely go and read or listen to. But this is the base, I think, of being able to navigate relationships, intimacy, connecting with yourself, is to understand energies. And specifically, as you're going to describe, there's different names to them, but I'll just call them mask and femme energies for the moment. But could you just give us like a broad understanding of what these energies are or the different names you have for them and what really nourishes the feminine energy? Because that's what I want to focus on today. Sounds delicious. All right. So where I do want to start first is just with a trigger warning on language, because the language that we use can really influence the experience that someone has. So in the tantric world, which is where much of my work is founded, masculine and feminine are terms that you will hear and see very often. But the problem with that language is that it's colonialized and inherently has forces of harm, oppression and suppression for many peoples. So where I really sit in this is let go of the language. This is a concept that you can use one for self-identifying and self-understanding and empowering your life and relationship. So just make it yours. So I have loads of people and couples that use different words. The way I think of it is we have this spectrum within us, which is what I'll explain to you. Down one end of the spectrum, we could call that feminine or femme, which is really just meant to be an archetypal word. So an archetypal language, like we would use queen and we would all conjure a similar image of queen. I could say tree and we would all conjure a similar image of a tree. An archetypal word is supposed to simplify language. It's supposed to group 
all of these things together in one word. But you want to change that word and make it for you, you go do that. So I use femme because that is what I identify as being empowering language. My husband doesn't at all. He doesn't self-identify and can't identify with femme or feminine. So he uses words like the part of me that wants to receive. So receiving the end. And then right down the other end of this spectrum that's in all of us, we would have what we would call mask, masculine, or my husband would call the giving energy, the giving part of us. So I have loads of couples that use loads of different language. Ocean and rock, right? The part of you that moves, the part of you that's solid. Yin and yang. You know, you can use anything, top and bottom. So I just want to say first with language, in this podcast or interview, I'll be using femme or feminine. But please know if that's not what you identify with, please, please, please don't let it stop you from absorbing this and making it yours using the language that's empowering and identifying for you. Mm. So let's just look at what I mean by that spectrum that exists within all of us. So there's a part of us that we can call femme or feminine that's all about the nurturance, the sensitivity, our connection to our body, our connection to our pleasure, our ability to experience pleasure in our body. It's everything that's energy, that's constantly in change. Because you know how you can go, oh, I feel amazing, now I feel sad, now I'm happy, now I'm angry, right? It's the changeability part of us. Our body changes, our cells change, our hormones change, our sense of self changes. So it's everything that's energy. Theoretically, we could say everything in this world is made of energy. So everything that you see that's made of energy that changes is essentially inherently feminine. So receiving the part of us that receives and allows in, the part of us that feels, the part of us that's sensitive, emotional, empathetic, nurturing, right? This is the qualities and experiences of the femme or feminine spectrum. Down the other end, we have the mask or masculine traits and attributes. And what we would call the masculine is consciousness. So what we call the feminine energy, everything that changes, the masculine is consciousness the thing that never changes. So some of us may identify with this part of us as soul or essence, the part that always was and always will be. And even when you were 10 months old and six years old and 37 years old, there's this almost witness behind the you that's constantly in change and living life. There's this part of you that's almost sitting back a little bit, always there. So there's these two aspects of self. So the masculine aspect, traits and attributes, are that that never changes. It's the cosmic part of us, right? The soul. It's the neck and head up and out. So it's vision. It's our big vision. It's our purpose. It's our striving for the bigger, you know, service, beingness, reason. It's our logic. It's our rationality. It's our ability to lead, to problem solve, to goal set, to achieve. It's essentially the energy of doing and giving. So it's the energy that gives and does and moves forward. And the feminine is the energy just because you need it to be sensitive and to feel is the energy that receives and brings in. Mm. So there's two aspects. So if that makes sense to you, and I hope it does, beautiful, but just even simplify it further and just consider that there is always a part of you that is going through the experience and there's a part of you that is observing the experience 
So the part of you that's going through is feminine. The part that's tussling with life and in it, feeling it, feminine. The part of you that's witnessing and observing it, masculine. There's a part of you that loves feeling, like more, 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 more feeling feels amazing. And there's a part of you that wants and longs to feel nothing. That's the masculine part of you. There's a part of you that loves to problem solve and fix and give and be of service. And there's a part of you that just wants to be seen and felt and known and looked after and taken care of. So just see that you have these two aspects of self. And what I'm offering here is how do we balance those and how do we have the capacity to flip ourselves between them so that we have the best experience of life and love and sexuality? Because love will want to make you the same. And desire and that spark and chemistry and attraction force needs difference. So it needs an energetic polarity. It needs opposites like opposite ends of a magnet or opposite ends of a battery, we create an electrical charge between two opposites. But when we have two stains, like two magnets that you can't push together, we're going to be fighting and repelling against each other because we're too similar, too the same. Or we're going to be in total neutrality. We kind of cancel each other out in a way energetically and we're just like, ugh, sitting next to you on the couch, but there's no part of me that wants to jump your bones. Gee, I love you, but I really am feeling nothing. So that's what we would call energetic neutrality. So repulsion and neutrality when you're the same and love wants to make you the same. We want to belong, think the same, parent the same, be the same, see the world the same way as me, right? Like we always try and love wants us to belong and make the other the same. But specifically in long-term relationship, we need to cultivate difference and our capacity to handle or understand or be with difference to a large extent dictates the success that we feel in relationship and sexual attraction. Mm. Oh, and then you want to show what nourishes the polarities, didn't you? Let me go to part B of the question. So these two different aspects of ourself are nourished in really different ways. They require different environments in which to be really beautifully loved up and celebrated and abundantly created in our body. So the feminine part of us really grows in spaces of women, women that where you're gathering, you're relaxing, you're nurturing, you're adding in all of the sensuality things. So what sights delight me and bring beauty into my body and remind me that I'm beautiful? What jewellery can I put on that reminds me that I sparkle? When I do my hair this way, it reminds me of the beauty that I have. When I'm in this environment, it reminds me of how beautiful this space is. It's the beauty and attraction forces. What am I smelling? What am I touching? What am I tasting? What am I feeling? What am I seeing? The more that we add on each of our senses, which is all sensuality is, very distinctly different from sexuality. Sensuality is your ability to sensitize, to feel, and to absorb in that thing and then do something with it. So it's a way of eliciting more energy from the body. So feminine loves all of the things. I want all of my walls filled with memorabilia that hits my heart space up. And I want only these colours in my house because they, like, delight me. But if I have those colours, I'm like, ugh. And if I wear that pair of shoes, I'm like, ugh. 
feel incredible. And then I wear that pair of shoes and I'm like, oh, I feel hideous. So the feminine is exquisitely sensitive, right? That's its gift. Exquisitely sensitive to the flow of energy and light. So anything where you put yourself in adornment, spend time on adornment of yourself, on appreciating your beauty and dare I say, turning the dial up on it, putting yourself in places of beauty, places of softness, of welcoming, uh, welcoming of nourishing. The feminine expands in places of support and nourishment. And that delicious, you could be journaling with a candle on and you've got your oils burning and another one that you rub on your skin, right? It's anything that's sensual and amplifies that emotionality that lets you feel seen, heard, known and felt. And that can be a private experience or that can be a witnessed experience for the gathering of women. So there's, I mean, there's so many things. The way that we nourish our feminine is, is also very individual, but there's some ideas. Mm. Versus if I wanted to nourish my masculine, I'm going to be going to places of challenge. Where do I challenge myself to rise? Because I feel so like, if you watch beautiful masculine spaces where they're like, you can do better. I'm better than you. No, you're not. I'm better than you. And it's this goading that raises you to greater heights, right? It's having, so it can be that experience with groups of men or masculine beings, spaces of masculine energy and hustle and winning and, you know, just like competing and completing and feeling freaking awesome as you do it. And it's the experience of nothing. So where my feminine wants everything, all the sounds, all the colours, all the tastes, all the foods, all the friends, all the bubbles, all the shine, all the sparkles, the masculine, all of us is like, oh, give me nothing. A black room and a black mat and no food. Don't even, I don't even want to think about what I have to eat. I don't want to taste anything. I don't want to hear anything. Just no people, no sound, no feeling, no heart connection, just like freaking no demand, nothing. Just me total cosmic black hole nothingness and I will be the happiest soul in the whole world. I love it. I, I, I love the way you explain things. It reminds me, what, this is why I think your audiobook was so powerful because your voice is so animated and the way you say it, it's not just the words you're saying, it's the theatrics behind it. It's the tone, it's the warmth. And I just love hearing you speak about these things. I can tell that they light you up. It's so wonderful to hear. And I I thought I had a really good understanding of these energies until I listened to you speak about them. And so many things I picked up on that I hadn't realized before. So for example, the giving and receiving really landed with me because I thought feminine, I, I used to just think softer, wear a skirt, put my hair down versus masculine, you know, like task driven in my active wear, top bun, you know, like get things done. But then when I really sat with, I have a real problem with receiving, it turns out. And so I sat with yeah. like, oh, receiving versus giving. I was like, I am very good at giving. And I think most mums are pretty good at giving. And so yeah. most mums sit in that masculine and maybe struggle to dip into their feminine, but I'm not very good at receiving. In fact, I really like block myself from receiving. I'm, I'm terrible at it. And so I really resonated with those words. So I like that you give the options for the different words to allow everyone to understand themselves and where they might sit on the spectrum. And what I'm wondering, Julie, you know, you were saying what we're trying to 
do I guess with understanding these energies is maybe work out where we're blocking ourselves or where we're not able to use polarity in our relationships to spark desire and to spark that sexual chemistry is the goal that we because we're not trying to be neutral right we're all unique individual people on this planet we're all going to have different sides of that spectrum we sit on but is the goal just to make sure that we can flit between our mask and our femme without any blockages, without any stories or hangups or, you know, inability to dive in deep on either end. Is that kind of what you think we're aiming for? Just to be able to move between the two when we want to easily? Yeah, I mean, spot on. That's, that is my desire and wish for the world, but most specifically for women, is that we have flexibility and freedom and permission to choose the life that we're living in the moment that we're living it as opposed to going well this is what I have to do this is the box I fit in these are the rules this is the only way that I can be this is the only way I know how to be and at the same time really like hating your life feeling like you're a slave Mm. feeling like you have no options that there's no way out that there's no other possibility or way to be that breaks my heart every day what I want is for women and and I would add to that specifically mothers because they're further marginalized in our society to know that you get to so suck everything out of life in the moment Mm -hmm. and if life is not living that experience or expectation for you you have the power to change it So my husband responds to me in a way that I don't like and I like register that sting and I'm like oh I didn't like that I can either swallow it and it stays as it is and then I continue on my own spiral based on my own wounds and I make up all of the stories about him and me and my relationship and I see the world that way through that filter. Or I can go, oh, I didn't like that, but I get to have everything and anything I want. So I just need to be an energetic match for Mm. it. Right now I'm an energetic match for this experience, but that doesn't match my desire. So I need to be in the energetic frequency of what I want to receive. And the second I do that, boom, my world around me changes. Mm. So that's the type of responsibility that I would like all of us to have, that we are not slaves or martyrs to our life, but that we actively choose them Mm. every day. Mm. Nothing worse than feeling unchosen. Mm. It is a, it is the most sinister of deaths that I see in relationship, long-term relationship over and over and over again is not feeling chosen by the person that you've chosen. So that will kill a feminine heart, right? So choose you, choose this, choose this life, because you don't, never in history have we had more opportunity to choose. don't have to do anything. I love that. And I think that is equal parts confronting as it is liberating. And yeah, whenever you turn yeah, 100%. <laughs> whenever you turn that mirror around, I think that's where all your best work happens. But you've got to be willing to see that first, don't you? You've got to be willing to see yeah. it. where are you showing up and where are you not showing up, right? Like it's so easy to blame your partner and like he or she doesn't do this for me or they don't do enough or whatever the story is. But then realizing that you might not be showing up how you need to be, like you're saying, like receiving that energy, matching that energy. I really loved in your book when you were sharing, because these were obviously what was my 
my stories and lessons to get out of it was every time Mm. you would tell a story about your husband, about like maybe how, you know, like he would annoy you or he wouldn't show up and you'd get all angry and it's his fault and he does this and he, you know, it's very projected. And then when you turned it around on you and you're like, Ooh, like I need to show up for him. And then it was just this beautiful story afterwards. And I just sat with that and I was like, ah, it's not always my husband's fault. I was like, I have an equal part to play in this and that is annoying, but that is also very liberating and I know where I need to be totally. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, first off, I just want to say to that, that when we're living in the conscious world umbrella, it can feel so hard and so heavy. And often where I see many people get to is like, oh, it's always my responsibility. It's always me doing the hard work. And I just want you to lighten that a little bit and know that when you're ready, it will be more easeful and you don't have to make it hard work every single moment. It's totally fine to have the pee party. It's totally fine to have the really feminine in the moment raw experience of like, oh, fuck you and fuck this. And I had like, and then once you've moved that energy through your body, then you're ready to get conscious. Mm. What I don't want you to do is conscious over your truth and your pain because that's just another form of feminine suppression and there's already enough silencing of women and emotion in this world. You don't need to do it to yourself. Mm. That's the patriarchy within you. Mm. I'm asking you not to self-discipline in that way, but instead you can make choices that are constructive or choices that are destructive in how you meet that. And I would rather that you allowed yourself more freedom Freedom to, like real self-love is how do I love myself when I'm ugly and nasty and mean and arrogant and all of the things that we project out there on the world and we can't be around and we hate to see and we get triggered by. and Well, they're the pieces of you that, that do not yet have your love and permission. So an opportunity like this, when I watch myself, I go <sighs> with my husband, I'm like, fuck, let me just go sort my shit on my own for a hot little minute. Let me, you know, yell and scream and roar and get whatever this out because he's just being this beautiful, beautiful trigger for me to move this energy through my body Mm. and then I'll know what to do next. Then I'll be ready. You know, don't do the suppression thing and then somehow coerce or force yourself through something that should never be the experience. Mm. I love that. And do you think that the main you know, general issue that you see with the women and the mothers that you work with tends to be the feminine suppression and that we're sitting too much in the masculine energy. Would you say that's the general theme of what you're seeing? Yeah, 100%. Because we live in a world that celebrates masculine traits and attributes, right? It celebrates what is seen, what is known, what is logical, what is rational, what makes sense, what has a linear progression, what, you know, continues in a growth format, where there's always a perception of winning and losing, right and wrong, right? It's this very black and white thinking. So we live in a world that celebrates us when we make more sense. And we live in a world that does not celebrate, validate, suppresses or harms us when we bring forward experiences of emotion Mm. or feeling or intuition or make choices or decisions for ourselves or our life that don't make rational sense. Mm. So we are taught by culture, by education systems, by family systems, 
everywhere, it's reinforced to us that you are worthy and valuable when you display these mask traits and you are unworthy and unlovable when you display these femme mm. traits. So inherently we learn and it's a natural human state to want to be loved and receive love, like that's a need. So we will at some point toe the line in order to receive a life nutrient, which is love. And that works. It's kept all of the strategies that you have, you've needed. So I never judge any single one of those. The fact that you've learned how to feel nothing, the fact that you've learned how to numb, the fact that you've learned how to grit your teeth and just be stoic and get on with shit. You know, okay, we could look at that and go, oh, you know, I don't live in this other way. But you have needed that strategy at some point in your life to keep you safe, mm. to keep you in love, to keep you on alignment and in path. You've needed it. It's a beautiful, a whole human learns both sides. So you've just really mastered this mask trait way of being and belonging to the world. You have nailed it. I go you. And now you're offered an invitation to just flex the muscle on the other side and build it up so it's just as strong. Yeah. That's all that is. We're not here to judge. We're just here to go, thank you. I've needed it. It's beautiful. It serves me. I love it. Does it serve me always? No. There's a tipping point at which the benefits you used to get, you stop getting and you start getting more pain. Mm. That's the time to change. So you never have to go looking for your next practice. It's like, boom, whatever's most painful for you right now. But just look at it like muscles. You've got a really strong bicep on one side. You just want to build the other one. And you would know this is a physio just to create balance in yeah. the body, right? That's all this yeah. is. And I love that compassion piece of you don't need to shame yourself for the traits that you've harnessed for your life. Like you said, it's a survival instinct to be the way you are right now. And it, having compassion for yourself, like, yeah, well done. You have cultivated a really safe life for yourself. But that what got you here doesn't need to get you there. So, you know, you can let that go now with full permission. Yeah, You don't need to carry that on. You don't need to have that armor now. You can change. But I like the compassion piece because I can imagine a lot of people would shame themselves for how they are and how they're, what they're not doing and where they're not at. Hello, mothers. I so hope you love that episode and that if you hadn't heard of these energies before, that you now have a really good understanding of whatever way you want to call it, femme, mask, giving, receiving, flower, mountain, whatever vibes with you best. But I hope you really now get it and you go, ah, this is what it's like to see that polarity and maybe it can start to make you wonder where do you show up in your energies and where does your partner show up in their energies and how can you work on the polarity to get that spark back and to get that intimacy and desire back into your relationship. So if you're showing up at two ends of that, that spectrum, that you're really going to get that polarity. I know it really helped me because I realized how much of my mothering I was spending in my mask energy and I know that I really struggled to step into my femme energy or my receiving energy. I'm so good at giving but I'm not very good at receiving. So I know that it really helped me understand where I sit and maybe why I was having friction with my husband sometimes or maybe why we were meeting each other in this neutrality and how to really work on that polarity again. So yes, I so hope you loved it. Julie Tenner is amazing. If you would love to connect with her further, you can follow her on Instagram at juliettenner.love. She's got amazing offerings, amazing podcasts. Please go consume everything that she has done because I've learned so much from her myself. Now, remember we have four episodes in this Nourish the Feminine podcast series. So we have 
three episodes still to come where we cover universal motherhood struggles. So we talk about being unseen and undesirable in motherhood. Then we talk about relationships, spark, libido, getting that like that real chemistry back on board, particularly after babies. And during that perinatal period, we talk about feeling sexy in pregnancy and motherhood, loving your postpartum body, changing the narrative you have around how sex needs to look. We cover so many things in this podcast series. So make sure you subscribe to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast so you do not miss out on any of these episodes coming up. And if you want to watch or listen to them all at once, they are all pre-uploaded inside my Pregnancy Posse membership for all members to consume at once. If you want to dive deep on this topic, uh, it's all inside there. So if you want to check that out, you can go to thepregnancyposse.com and trial the program for seven days. That is my baby. That is the only way to work with me at the moment. So we have weekly workouts, pelvic floor exercises, birth preparation. We have had thousands of women through this program. It has helped so many women. I'm so proud of it. And if it feels like you would like more support in your pregnancy, then absolutely please go check it out. I always send you a little video message when you fill in your questionnaire to say welcome and hello. I really love meeting all my members. So yeah, if you want to chat with me more, come on over to the Pregnancy Posse. But otherwise, stay tuned for episode two, where we talk about these universal motherhood struggles that we all often go through where we feel undesirable or unseen and ways that we can work through that with Julie. So stay tuned for that. Have a wonderful day, mamas. I hope wherever you are, you're starting to feel that femme flow and you're feeling all juiced up and good about life. And I will see you soon. 